Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of The Wafflers. Today I am your host, Beatrice, and I am joined by my usual host, Ellie, Ricardo, and our first guest ever of The Wafflers, Wesley. Hi. Elena is here doing her gremlin background work, but she can't talk at the moment, sadly. But she'll be listening in, and as you will, and hopefully we'll put some input using our chat function. <laughs> so today's topic is all about the college admissions process all across the world and all across the country. Eligible seniors are receiving their conditional offers, their unconditional offers, and in the coming weeks, there's going to be some Ivy League, some prestigious university decisions being released for seniors in the U.S. specifically. So I just wanted to start a discussion with you guys. What do you guys think about the college admissions process? How does it affect young people, especially in the 21st century? Young people like us, you know? <laughs> Elena just made the cuts. <laughs> one way to put it. So, Ellie, you want to start? Incredibly stressful, and I haven't even started my applications for university slash college, and I'm already getting anxiety over it. Um, I mean, I've had two older siblings graduate, and witnessing them graduate and go through that process, I am mortified. I mean, not they did well. They got into a good university that they really enjoy. But that like last year of school where you everything's kind of like in the air and you don't know where you're going, whether or not you're going to be accepted. Oh, my gosh, does it sound terrifying? Really put the pressure it, like it puts the pressure on straight away. Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe you're, you're done with your IGCSEs or whatever you're doing. Um, you get into IB in the first week, they tell you um, get ready because this summer you're going to have to start doing some um, applications for uni. And uh, it happens really, really quickly. And there's just so much you have to do. And there's, there's nothing that you can put off. Um, it's just there all the time, the whole time. <laughs> so it's, it's terrible. That's it's, the way it's, it's structured and the way it works isn't, beneficial let's say to people our age yeah definitely my mom used to say she still says it is that kids these days once they step foot into high school and especially if they're targeting prestigious universities they apply every single second every single decision you make at high school is going to come bite you from the behind if you do something wrong during your GCSEs or in your IB or whatever high school curriculum you have, you'll be forced to face all of it, which can be really stressful, really unmotivating experience. Just seeing all of your decisions played out like a statistic almost, played out on a piece of paper that ultimately doesn't define your self-worth. But what do you think, Wesley, our first guest? Give us your musings. Uh, I'm just not looking forward to having to balance all this and do all this other stuff that I do. just find it very annoying. Take away more of my free time. 
Uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, Agreed. I mean, yeah, it's going to be hard uh, to, well, you know, doing all college research now, you know, kind of balancing the whole thing is really, really difficult. And um, as well, I've met people that say that applying and getting in is the hardest part about university, which just sounds, it, it's it's not weird, but it's, it's, I don't think that's the way it should be. You know, I think, you know, applying should be a um, smooth process. You get in and then the real hard work starts, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't understand you know, go on. I definitely think that um, the pressure has increased as the decades have gone by. I know my parents probably had little to no stress getting into university, but they did drop out after a few months. So then again, um, society has changed so much and there's so much pressure on younger generations to push the boundaries and become uh, more like increase their critical thinking and be this and be that and be amazing you have to not only be academic but you have to have a social life but you also have to pass your exams and we want this kind of student like they it's gone from have like having to have the grades to having to be like the one you know and I just I also think as international students it's I wouldn't say there's more pressure but I mean Beatrice, like, I know you're applying to the US and I'm applying to the UK. Those are two completely different application processes. And people who want to apply to both, my gosh, must it be stressful if you want to sit your SATs, UCAS, and then if there are other countries that you want to apply to, like, the if you are not dead set on one place, if you are kind of in the air about where you want to go and where you, what you want to study, that process becomes even more challenging because you have to like double in, like double up the work that is required to get in. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. Oh, it's I. I was just gonna go on to um, um, asking you guys. Uh, Ellie mentioned you know how it's there's two different types of applications. Um, mm. Which one? Which one would you guys prefer? Like the the more academically or like the really academic one. Um, or the one where people just look at you as a person, as a whole. Well, which one I do think, you guys think is it's you know in terms of fairness as well? I I think a holistic application is honestly the best way to go. Hence, this my inclination towards the U.S. Although I'm considering other countries like the U.K. and Canada as well, but definitely academics is such a small portion of who you are as a person, which is why it's such a positive to have holistic you know admissions but also teaching within the country as well but obviously there are flaws in that you know elena brings up a point about financial security and people who don't want to go to university for example ellie's parents she said they dropped out however they've obviously made a good living out of like the, you know by working really hard but today's job market is just not like that it doesn't while opportunity and entrepreneurship will get you far in life, no matter what decade you're in, it's really difficult to be able to do that without a college degree nowadays, since the job market is just more and more competitive. 
and yeah, you, you you can really you can really see the competitiveness as well. I was um, uh, yeah. talking to my dad about it. Um, he, he said that you know when he got promoted to his job, you know it it was him, and then there was this this other candidate which was viable, and um, now he's um, he's in a position where he gets to like pick uh, who gets promoted and who doesn't, and he says that it's like a fifty seventy person race. Um, it's just gotten really, really bad. And I think without college, you know, it's going to get harder and harder and harder to to make a living. And that starts with the application process, which isn't as smooth as some colleges would try to get you to believe it is. Um, but yeah. But but then again, we all apply for a reason. I know it sounds like we're completely trashing college applications right now, but we're all aiming to go to university and get a degree because, I mean, I think an amazing thing about younger generations is that I think we're more passionate and we really strive to do something and better ourselves, whether that be academically or um, like more entrepreneurship, depending on what degree you get. and. I don't know, Wesley, do you, what kind of, uh, where do you want to apply specifically? Are you going to apply to the UK? Not really sure. Before I, I was, I only, I, the only place I could really think of applying to was the UK, but now I've considered a couple more different countries, like Canada, uh, UK, maybe New Zealand. Because do you want to what 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 do you look for in a college? Maybe. Because there's so many different there's so many different things that you you know um you could consider when you go to uni. Like what what, mm-hmm. what do you look for yeah. while choosing? Especially during COVID. Exactly, you know, you know, there's a lot of colleges we could which offer like social opportunities. Uh, they they've got way more clubs than probably any of us could handle um and then there's like the really academic ones um you know famous for their um rigidity and like their scholar scholarly things <laughs> um i don't know I but yeah what do, what do you think what do you think i haven't looked at think? a single university to that depth but i do know like i'm not even gonna touch Cambridge or Oxford or like, or like Harvard <laughs> or Yale. I'm not even going to touch them. <laughs> yeah, I could see why. Why is that? Why, why, why is that? Yeah, why is well, that? I, yeah, why I is that, Ricardo? <laughs> no, okay. As one that, you know, it's I can't really handle pressure as, as well as um, maybe some other people would. Um, getting into really academic colleges where um, you're expected to be, you know, the, you know, the, the top perfect. of the top in the world. You're expected, well, you're perfect, yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, you're you're amongst the best in the world, and you have really high standards. I'd say to some extent, unrealistically high standards, and um, it's it's so much pressure, and I really don't think I would handle it. And I think it's starting to fuse into younger education systems as well. Like I was having a conversation with our biology teacher the other day about the extended essay for IB saying it is highly unlikely that 
science extended essays. If you don't know what the IB is or what the extended essay, it's just a 4,000 word essay or thesis that you write on a given topic. It's incredibly interesting slash painful. Um, but she said it's practically impossible that you're going like very few students do so well in science extended essays because there's just like they expect so much out of it that she's seen some of the most incredible papers at a university level and that they sent to universities for their applications and got accepted into that scored like B's or C's or even lower on the extended essay because even like lower education for high school they're expecting so much from students nowadays they literally it's like raising robots like it sounds like funny oh but God, definitely yeah it's yeah. And it's incredibly stressful, like the mental health issue that's going around in education and in students is, it's become such a big issue and these big schools are not handling it the way that it needs to be handled. And so Mm -hmm. it's just kind of blowing up. Yeah, for context, to all our listeners who don't know us, uh, we take the International Baccalaureate, it's one of the most rigorous uh, I hate that secondary like, program. I hate that whenever they describe <laughs> it. It's a rigorous course. It's it's it, it's a pain. It tests you. It's and all, they put all these fancy words that are just hollow and they mean nothing to me. And they say, "Oh, I'll put you to the test when I tell them to go away and let me do my thing." Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, you know, I agree with you, Wes. I totally agree with you. Like, I I could see where they're coming from with the whole casting or you gotta be balanced uh um you, you gotta you gotta do some service like i get that obviously but it is structured so poorly and Agreed. i think yeah it's 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 just built so that everything just piles and piles and piles and they say oh uh you know you, you gotta be able to um uh, work with the stuff you get and otherwise you're not going to make it through uni but uni's not like that um i mean not that i would freedom, know right? for sure but i don't know um freedom to some extent because you know we we're, we're still young there's still some basic stuff that we got to learn but um yeah but we you know have it's, to do it's things like what tier okay hello we're back after some technical difficulties um, this is the, one of the difficulties of recording so far away from each other, but it's all right. So we were just talking about the International Baccalaureate and it's how Wesley basically had a go at it. Despises it. <laughs> despises it and despises how it's structured. I think that the IB in principle is a very comprehensive program and oh idealizes gosh. the ver- like the version of students that should be propagated in schools and I definitely think it's better than A levels or advanced placement in honesty personally uh, for me you know every in, type in of person is different fair, yeah. every type of person is different and personally for me I'm one of those people that really admires and aspires to be a very holistic well-rounded person therefore the ib was just it was a no-brainer choice for me and we all take it ultimately as i said to get into university so i think it prepares you for university 
in a way yeah it's meant to be it's meant to be more difficult than the first year of university that's the famous anecdote that's always told to IB students who knows if that is true but on that note about stress and applications yeah I would say what do you guys think about grind culture and hustle culture and this glorification of overworking and burnout I detest it with all my heart it most definitely I mean I've like set a rule that Saturdays I don't pick up a book I don't look at my study notes or else I can't handle the stress of having to constantly think about my future and oh well I have to do this university I'm gonna have to start looking at this specific course or whatever like students I it's it's quite toxic if I'm being honest the belief that you need to be constantly working hard and putting a hundred percent effort into academics when you need a social life was like oh how about this suggestion on your saturday how about you go from 8 to 3 p- 8 a.m to 3 p.m doing some work and study I'm like get out of here oh, yeah. no you don't, you don't whenever do they make saturday. statements like that it it it, it makes them yeah. sound like like mm-hmm. machines no seriously yeah. that's what i always tell my mom when and she's what i hate most is me. you remember last yeah. year when uh one of our teachers is making a joke about oh enjoy this holiday because it really is your last that does not help on what earth does that help it just makes it worse you are acknowledging that it sucks definitely yeah. very true always what i tell my mom is that adults these days don't understand like you apply to like parents teachers they don't understand the stress we're under in this new digital age applying to universities or it's just becoming more and more competitive and resources are becoming more and more important in order to succeed almost and they don't understand the new stresses that come with applying to university as this newer younger generation that's definitely well, we're on the topic yeah yeah such um, a toxic culture um, yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. And um, you know, while, while we're on the topic of uh, stress and sort of stress relief, you know, it, it's it's the pattern. If you look at it, don't I? like if you look at schools, you you see younger kids getting, uh, you know, loads of breaks and longer holidays and and whatnot. And then and then as you progress through school, uh, the, the time that you have, you know, to yourself to relax, to detox. Um, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until you go to work and it basically disappears, right? And I know it it really should be the other way around because um, as you grow, um, yeah, you have uh, more freedom, um, you have more responsibilities, but with that comes um, a great amount of pressure, a great amount of stress, um, and just no time to work things out, like, you know, by yourself and with yourself. And yeah, I think that's also something which should be changed up. Yeah, like that teacher suggesting the study on your Saturday weekend, my God, the nerve. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, you can't do that. Like... Fun fact, um, 
those those an issue there still is an issue going on at our particular school and if you are if for some reason there is a parent listening please listen to this because there was a request from a few parents to shorten the break because they wanted their students in more they wanted them to not be at home because clearly they had younger students um, that were not in the above years and this was all happening over a group chat and they requested to shorten our Easter break and to even shorten our summer break um, and they wanted to shorten it significantly so that they had their students in longer so that meant like halving it and the truth is our summer break is more like study leave that's for student application like applications to university our first draft for our extended essay it's like the time where we kind of have to get our gears like churning right and it's really sad how parents a lot of parents particularly in younger years don't empathize with older students who do have that heavy workload and are having to work on short like short time frames and short breaks because the truth is just because we're older and we have to go to university doesn't mean we like our breaks any less we actually do like relaxing like we don't want to spend every second oh my gosh biology oh my gosh physics you know like it actually hurts my brain to think about my subjects for a whole week even though I love each and every one of them like yeah, this and, is actually happening. They actually yeah. this. Yeah, it's really happening. It, it, I told yeah. Ellie, it's really happening. Stop it. it yeah, in our school, they, they had, they, okay, did, they did, moved. Did, did the teachers tell them to get out of here? And forget um, they, they have, they've they confirmed to Easter break is not shortening, but they haven't made a decision on summer. Oh, they're um, going to do their normal. Oh, we will take in your consideration with, with kind regard. <laughs> It's crazy. There's such uh, a disconnect with like parents and students. I think communication yeah. is so important on this kind of. Seriously. I'm actually gonna lose it. They shorten summer. I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> I want to open a little parenthesis. It all. Uh, on this, uh, on this argument, uh, like the the whole, um, shortening holidays to increase school time, um, at my school. Um, we've had like parents going to teachers telling them to um, extend our um, extend the school year go all the way to like end of July and then begin like mid-August so we, we will get like two weeks um, because we were doing school like, at, like away from physical school we were doing it at home and they're like oh yeah you know they're at home it's basically a holiday no it's not like no. I'm sorry, I I I think I speak for most people when I say it's, it's really really not. It's, it's so much worse. It, like shortening summer the break, break is going to be so stressful. <laughs> like summer break oh summer break is going to be terrible as it is. Right? Yeah. You, you don't need to. You know. You don't need more stuff being thrown at you because you know parents think that when you're at home doing school by yourself like you're stuck in the same room for eight hours you're not moving you're not getting in the air you're by staring yourself. at a screen where the teacher's like yeah 20 you. like you don't see anybody else 30 centimeters from the screen the only interactions you get is either with your family or with people online you don't see anybody face to face there's no going home you're at home you spend your whole day either you know working from home 
or you know doing other stuff at home. You don't leave the house. It, well, it's, it's that's the case for me because we're in lockdown because Italy really can't handle itself. Um, but that's 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 an argument for another time. Um, really heated but... about this topic. We all have really repressed feelings about this because if you tell any adult about this, I'm sorry, it's just the most unsympathetic argument. It's... That it's so it's it's a terrible argument you can't you can't argue that um it's like arguing to a wall should be shortened it's you can't do you that know, you just can't do it you're 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 spreading gasoline on the fire university isn't even as long my siblings have like like two and a half months summer break then they were on and then they were off for like five weeks and then they're on and then they're almost done like I've literally been in I mean, long school longer, like for two times as long as they are, and they are like second and like third year or something in university. Yeah, but they'd uh, be working on the breaks though, right? They'd going to the work. doggy park, like playing ping pong. Like, of course they work, but when you're on break, you don't have to work whatsoever because your yeah. exams are done. You don't have to study it. That's like what I love about university. Once you've been tested on something, you never get tested on it again. Like. I can't wait for that. I don't want to learn something and have to memorize it for two years. Like, no, thank you. That's going to be out of the system tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, you just sleep it off. What's the value of university if you don't have to remember it? So what value does that take you into the workplace, for example? That's always what I've considered. Since there's not a set way of learning classes, especially in the U.S., if you have a liberal arts model. What's the value of getting the degree and the further education since there's not a set education that you need to know to do XYZ job? For example, my parents are in finance and people from all walks of life, like chemical engineering bachelors can work in a bank, for example. So what's the point? <laughs> I, and Why I have my IBDP be enough? Exactly. But also that is to say, all of us here are speaking from an immense amount of privilege, you know, like reputation, credibility, in order to be able to stand here and say, the system is flawed. Well, yeah, the system is flawed, but it's not nearly as flawed for us as it is for some other people who don't even have the chance, who would love to be in our position saying, what university do I apply to? Oh my goodness. When we're, when we're like, I don't want to apply to university anymore. So take what we say with a grain of salt. Obviously, we're not experts. We are just un- trying to relay the stresses that a lot of ch- children might have at this time during the COVID era. But definitely, other people have it worse. Other people have it better. It's all relative. So please read yeah, around the subject. We're very privileged. And mm-hmm. the fact that we're privileged and we still complain this much about things you know it, it should really put Definitely. things into perspective about you know the people that aren't as privileged as, as we are um yeah There's so definitely i think yeah. um i think everyone's allowed to have stress and like we're allowed to say the system is full because you know we're experiencing it and of course we have to be how about like 
an open-minded perspective and say you know what mm-hmm. I'm extremely lucky that the fact that I can say I know I want to apply to the U.S. and the U.K. or I want to go here and you know your parents will say yeah like for us we actually get to have that university experience whereas others they have to go straight to work I know that's what a lot of parents did when they were younger they probably went and got a job I know that's what my parents did they dropped out so I think we're incredibly lucky to be able to apply to university and yeah yeah, yeah, for sure even though it's very stressful I think it's going to be so worth it in the long run with all that experience yeah you know and Elena just made a point that no matter how privileged you are stress is stress and you shouldn't belittle what you feel definitely definitely as I said everything is relative and, you know, there will be harder things in life for us. There will be easier things in life for us and as there will be for other people. And there's so many flaws in the educational system. Not enough to get into, like, one episode. But Elena also brought up a point in the chat. She's just been typing away, guys. All the little gremlins in the back. Also talking about playing diversity card. I know that as international students, we've got that special edge <laughs> that some people like to see as third culture kidism, and it might help in a differentiating you from all of these top-notch applicants. And what do you think about that? Because definitely, I'm telling you candidly, a lot of people have told me you should play the race card when I don't want to play the race card. Honestly, I don't want to be put in because a school has hired me for diversity. I would love to be recognized as an Asian woman, person of color. But if that's the only reason someone's admitting me from another applicant who's just as qualified, it does feel a bit belittling for all of this stress that we've just talked about. So what do you guys think about that, just briefly? Um, I think there's, I think like how we're talking about there's flaws in the education system. I think that's definitely one of them. The fact that it's all open to interpretation for college admissions. They will handpick all of their new students based, like if you have, two students who are like the fact is when we apply there are going to be thousands of other people who are just as smart and academically talented as us and things like being even more so having yeah or playing the race card that like I mean even in like a tv show I watched there was it's about this girl applying to uni and a college advisor said you should play the race card and she got so uncomfortable about it and I think just puts even more more pressure and stress on universities like applicants because they feel they're them themselves are not enough they have to play some sort of card to get in and like beat the system win the game crazy just like that ivy league harvard yale case where they were seen to be marking down asian american applicants with the like attitude or personality factor when they consider applicants and if anyone doesn't know about that listening I would recommend it to read up on it and see 
other people's experiences and that's coming from an ama- uh, an Asian American standpoint <laughs> applying to an American university so you can imagine how incredibly competitive it is for non-Americans to get into those prestigious universities that are some of the best in the world. Wesley, what do you think Wesley looks like? He's gone into a bit of a thinking, solitary phase. What do you mean? What do I think about it? I mean, what do you think about applying, I don't know, the race card or applying some sort of X factor to one's application to get in? Do you think that's a valid reason? Should there be some sort of impossible criteria to get into prestigious universities? What makes a student university ready? How many clubs they join? How good they're balancing the infamous pentacle. It's not a triangle, as many memes have put it. It's a pentacle of like sleep, social life, school, extracurriculars, athletics, your sanity. What do you think about that, Wes? I think it's pretty stupid considering race if you're going to consider an applicant for the university. And I don't think I would ever try playing a race card. Like, why? Uh, yeah. But one thing that does, does kind of annoy me when when they put so much emphasis on extracurricular activities, like they make it seem like you need to save the world. Oh, cure cancer. Clubs. Yeah. Robotic. Be president. Exactly. Everything. And it's just like, go away. I don't want to do some things. I want to do <clears> some <throat> things that I like. Just go away. Leave me alone. Definitely. Like a short anecdote. That's... I went. Yeah, Rick. I went to an MUN conference recently. Love MUN. Love it to bits. One of my favorite extracurricular activities. But I, speaking to some of the students there when we were lobbying and writing a resolution, and they were saying, because I was one of the oldest people there, they said, oh, so you're also doing this for the CV, right? And especially living in Hong Kong, that kind of mentality is so toxic it's so prevalent and because it's just obvious, not, yeah. yeah i mean it might not it's not true for everyone but like i just feel like it's, me mad. it's not who you are as a person like yeah you, it's you disheartening really, yeah. yeah like like for, for why my, in my case like if i'm gonna like I'm not gonna do an ECA. i don't well if i did do an ECA that i didn't really like just for my cv and i put it on and i write about it Oh, I had such a great opportunity. I just feel cringe and I feel, I feel, I cringe at myself for faking so much. Yeah, it's like almost shameful. And for the listeners watching, definitely, I've asked Wesley, Wesley, are you interested in MUN? You'd be, you'd be good at it. And he's like, no, I'm not interested in that. And I respect that. I respect someone that will say straight up, I'm not interested in that. And that's all right. I think that all of these activities, and hearing from younger generations like there was a girl at the conference that was 12 she was doing it for the cv and i was so worried but 
personally that girl's mental state because you shouldn't be worrying about the things like that and the way the media perpetrates high school as this amazing glorious best four years of your life it's so unrealistic to the pressures that (laughs) some students face and definitely some students have that party life culture but there's the other half of the spectrum which is like slaving away trying to finish high school but i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest and come clean here um i am a relatively shallow person and i am very guilty of doing things purely because it would look sparkly on my cv (laughs) and you know obviously um you you don't want to be doing things that will look good on your cv at the cost of not doing things um which you really enjoy and um you should always give priority to those um obviously with um some sort of thinking and balancing uh with with schoolwork and whatever but um i think you know if you're presented an opportunity for something um which would look you know it would it would really paint a good picture of you um even if you're not even if you might not really really enjoy it i think you should take it and just do it because it would look good yeah um, like, that's a really said, personal opinion the, painting the good image about yourself mm-hmm. like, i just thought of like media influencers we are literally yeah. like influencers trying to get into university. We're trying to make our life look picture perfect for this person that will only ever see us on a piece of paper before yeah. they will ever get to know us in person. I, I, I completely hate the idea of that, that you need to impress people that you will never know. Definitely, oh, I think. That's that's what it issue. takes at the moment, though. Like, what's, yeah. that, like, fight, what's that fight club, club uh, quote? You buy things you don't need with money. You don't have to impress people you yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Much. But you know that's 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 what it's deeper than just it's like a consumer thing. Well, definitely on Ricardo's point. Yeah, when I was starting high school, I was like, oh, so do I have to join like three athletics teams to get in? A lot of people have told me that I should do more athletics and I should be more involved in that kind of jock life but that's not who I am and personally the only sport that I continued all four years of high school was netball netball Mm -hmm. is not a particularly popular sport worldwide it's not soccer it's not basketball it's not hockey or rugby but netball is what I like to do I like the camaraderie in it I like the teamwork in it it's one of the sports that I enjoy so that's what I do that and even though I'm not a sparkling Olympic swimmer, disappointingly, at least I've done something that I like to do during my time in high school, you know. Yeah, it's also frustrating. The things we love are turning into, well, this is just going to look good on my CV. I Mm -hmm. am obsessed with theatre. It is like, it makes me want to wake up every morning and I'm, like I'm trying to find these like theater companies to work with in Hong Kong so that it looks good on my CV and it's really annoying because I just want to do it because it makes me happy and now it's you like, don't you don't have to prove that you 
enjoy it. Like I love theater. You know, we always talk about theater, you and I. But but you have, you have to make it look like something I've worked with them words, and I've done that. I can't put it on my CV. Yeah, like yeah. So just to wrap up then on that little anecdote, one piece of advice that you'll give to students in your situation or students that are younger all about go to sleep <laughs> is the only advice oh, i have for you go to i bed. feel attacked <laughs> i really feel attacked you should do what you love <laughs> like because you're gonna have to spend hours preparing for it so don't do something that's not going to make you like want to wake up in the morning do what you love and not for our special yeah for our special guest wesley one piece of advice you'd like to give out This is quite specific, but I feel like every time you hear a teacher give advice, stories, whatever, you know, or just whatever they say, like, unless they're actually teaching you, right, just take everything with a massive pinch of salt. Because then, like, you just, you just see through it. And then you just realize, well, okay. Uh, look, I, I, I'm not. I don't know how I'm putting my thoughts into words here. But I'm using <laughs> that example of the teacher yeah. having the audacity to to suggest studying <laughs> on a Saturday morning, right? Like, take that with the biggest pinch of salt ever. Just see right through it, and then you'll see. Wow, what a huge disconnection! Yeah. And then you will see things, and it's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Well, not pretty cool, think, but then you yeah. spot it out. Mm-hmm. Life goes on. Life goes on after university. University is not everything. Life Definitely goes on even if you don't yeah. get into university. Yeah. You know. <laughs> much less. Life's much not less, over. Uh, Life continues. U of T or a Harvard or a Yale or a UBC, Oxford, Cambridge, UCL, LSE. You know, if you don't get in, then it's not the end of the world. Then. As Wesley said, one person is not the sole authority in everything. Your parents don't know everything. Teachers don't know everything. You don't know everything. So, of course, listen to people that have gone through it. But they went through it a while ago, to be honest. So, yeah. And for me, I would just say definitely do what you love. And I would say just take your time with it. Everyone has their own path no matter how cheesy it might be everyone can do as much as they can and do the best they can and that should be enough with them and even the best and brightest and most successful or the most seemingly accomplished of people and the ones that get like all of the awards and everything that probably struggling as well no but no person has a completely put together i'm sure if the people that i know listen to this podcast they would be like i didn't know you felt like that well yeah i do feel like this you know and rick feels like this and wes feels like this ellie feels like this and elena feels like this angrily typing on her keyboard so not everyone has it together everyone is in the same boat especially during covid it's made everything 10 times harder so just be gentle with yourself go to sleep stay hydrated eat three times a day stop working at a reasonable hour 
the same thing. Yeah, hang out with friends. Yeah. Take a walk. Stay exercise. Definitely do that. And like don't don't leave everything to the last minute. Like make sure there's always a voice in your head that tells mm-hmm. you if you don't do this now, it will backfire badly. <laughs> because then when you reach a moment where you reach one of those days where you only have one homework task the next day and you see one of your friends, it's like ten PM, they say, Oh, I haven't started yet. You feel pretty glad you had that voice in your head. Definitely. Just be a self-starter, but take it easy. It's going to be okay. Hand everything on time, but put yourself first, no matter how cheesy or anti-tiger parent that might sound. So I'd like to say thank you to Wesley for joining us. Really enjoyed your discourse with us today. Made us all a bit more fiery, a bit more passionate on this Thursday evening. Elena will be back next week. And that's it on this episode of The Wafflers. I've been Beatrice, Ellie, Ricardo, Elena, and Wesley. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.